Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Hard Knocks and discussing Last Chance You. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. So this is a weird one. Um, it's I, I can't man. I don't think I've done an episode without Ozzy in a while. It has been a while just because we've been together over the summer. So just not much like opportunity for us to do them separately. But sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And if you did not know, there is a hurricane going on, and it's very close to Florida. Or it's impending on Florida. It's most likely going to hit Florida, and that's where Ozzy and Enrique, who is also a member of the team, are located. So, basically, Ozzy just told me, don't count on me for the next couple episodes. And that's understandable. He's in hurricane prep mode. So, keep him and everybody else in Florida in your prayers. But, the good news out of all this is, we have a very special fill-in for Ozzy. And I think you'll be able to tell who it is just by this. After seeing the way Ryan Gosling tickled the ivories in La La Land, made me want to be a piano. Sexual arousal. I just don't believe in science. I know it's not exactly legal, but huge advocate for pyramid schemes. <laughs> I'd like to become an arsonist. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm cool with murder. I don't see a problem with that ethically. Bob? <laughs> How are you doing? Ba- it's good to be back. <laughs> I forgot how bad that was. <laughs> if you don't remember who Bob is, maybe you're new to the podcast. Bob is our former head of marketing, and he is doing a great job. You're leaving job. a lot out of that title. Former head of marketing, former co-head of merchandise, okay. former host of The Bachelor Recap, former host of Thick School Big Brain, and leader of morale. <laughs> uh, fair enough. There is a lot in there. That's it, it, you know, it's hard, it's easy to forget some things, you know, there's just when there's so much, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you put the team on your back, some pieces fall off. <laughs> Fair enough, I don't know what that means, I don't know either, but we'll figure it out. So, Bob, thanks for coming on and filling in for yep, no problem, Ozzy. Uh, it's obviously, the it's role a... I was born to play, <laughs> backup quarterback. Morale. <laughs> so obviously this is we're in a bit of a tight situation, but I'm gonna be figuring it out for the next couple episodes. I think I'll have a few guests on for the it review and we'll just we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as we go along. Hopefully Ozzy will be back from hopefully a week or so. We'll we'll see how things go and how bad the hurricane ends up being. We just don't know. Yeah, exactly. But you know, T's and P's to the to the folks down there. Mm-hmm. That means thoughts and prayers <laughs> for the uh, layman. Yeah. If the audio sounds a little strange, it, it is sounding strange in my ears as I'm like recording it, but it is what it is. I This is our first time like recording with two people in the room at this location, so I'm still like figuring things out. It's a new studio. Yeah. Uh, now that Miles and I aren't on the payroll anymore, Carlos could afford a new studio. <laughs> 
Well, I'm not sure that's how I would put it. We are really missing you guys on the team. Not going to lie, Enrique is very overwhelmed with his head of video production role on top of school. I'll tell you, a lot of people have come up to me and Pete like, oh, why aren't you guys doing Bachelorette recaps? I'm like, well, because Miles is dead. <laughs> and it's a lot of work for us to even learn how to do it without him. So people are like, are you going to do it when The Bachelor comes back? We don't have Miles. <laughs> people don't understand. Miles did everything behind the scenes on that show. Yeah. <laughs> so I can understand missing him yeah. for video. We definitely miss Miles when it comes to the video stuff. And we miss your energy when it comes to a lot of... I'm a high-energy player. So, I don't know. It is sort of... We're, again, we're figuring it out, but we're in a bit of a transition period at the moment. It got dark outside. All right. Well, before we get into... We're mostly going to talk some football-related stuff. Just <laughs> <laughs> Because, um, why not? But we are, first of all, going to talk about... And you might have heard this over the intro... <laughs> Thanks, Bob. We are first going to talk about the premiere of American Horror Story. American Spooky Story in Europe. <laughs> and this season is called Cult, although I'm not quite sure how that's tying in yet. I think we'll get there. Yeah. Because what I've heard, Evan Peters, who plays the blue-haired kid, I don't know his name. It's mm -hmm. very early into the season, and they didn't do a good job with that. Yeah. I think he's supposed to lead a cult. That's Maybe. all I have. I don't know. Um, I didn't um, dive deep. Yeah. This is a... I'm, I'm looking forward to the season just because I really did like last season. It yeah, was a until great the end. season. Until the last episode, which was not good. Yeah. But this season, it started off in a very strange way. And we're going to talk... So We'll try to avoid big, big spoilers, but... For the most part, we're going to be talking some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to skip ahead to the Hard Knock stuff. Time codes in the description. So we're going to be talking spoilers for this. All right. What did you think of the premiere episode of American Horror Story? I'm kind of split on it because, you know, I don't like politics at all. And I didn't really feel the need to put so much about what's going on politically in the country as a storytelling device. Mm -hmm. I thought they could have easily done without it. I thought that was just kind of a way to trigger some people and, like, really get people talking. Mm -hmm. um, but the acting, because it's all pretty much the same people yeah. with a couple thrown in here and there, mm -hmm. um, I thought it was still very good. It's one of the best acted shows I on mean, TV. With Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson she, and Evan Peters. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. It was well shot. Fantastic cinematography. I think it's interesting how they're focusing on her fears and mm -hmm. stuff. I think that's really cool. I don't know why politics has to do with that again. Yeah. But I felt like the storytelling was kind of disjointed mm -hmm. because it'd be like going about their daily lives and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. clowns are just there. Yeah. It was odd. Uh, I, it felt I like am, they didn't fit into the story. Yeah. I'm really split on this premiere at because, okay, I started it and. I was ready to roll my eyes back yeah. in my head as soon as I saw the election stuff. I'll like, tell you exactly how I started uh, the episode. Eli and I tried to get it live. We couldn't. Mm -hmm. Lewis, Eli's roommate, comes back. He'd been watching with a friend. He's like, did you guys get to watch? We were like, no. He's like, you'll be so triggered. And so we turn it on, and right away we just see election stuff. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> we almost turned it off. Yeah. But continue. Yeah. I, I was ready to roll my eyes back in my head, and I started to. And 
because I had I kn- I think I've heard that it was gonna be like yeah. around the inauguration. It was gonna start with mm-hmm. that or or something like that. But I had completely forgotten about it because the season is called Cult. So I was like, okay, we're gonna get some weird like semi religious type background. Which for people who don't know, I'm fascinated by cults. I read the entire Wikipedia page on Scientology this summer. <laughs> Yeah, I I am as well. I mean, The Path is one of my favorite shows, and that's about a cult on Hulu. So I, I, I'm definitely into that kind of thing as well. I could watch something about that. So I'm hoping that we get there. But we did start out with this political thing. And at first, I was really annoyed. But then I, I didn't know how to feel. It kind of felt like a comedy. It was really... I laughed. There were multiple times when I was like, they are making... This is a satire. They're making yeah. fun of people's political reactions. And yes. it wasn't just from a liberal point of view because, honestly, I laughed probably the most at the liberals in mm-hmm. the show and their reaction to things. Mm-hmm. So they were making fun of... They're definitely making fun of the extremes of both sides, which was fascinating to me. But... I was like, isn't this American Horror Story? Why are we doing this? It's not American Politics Story. Why are we doing this political satire right now? Now, we did get into the horror, but again... It didn't feel related. Yeah, it felt like, okay, so now we're here, but what does this have to do? And I was really confused. Evan Peters' character, he seems fascinating. I think he's definitely... He's going to lead the cult. Yeah, probably. He has to. But his sister is probably the most... I get every other character in this show. I understand this is this character, this is what's going on. The sister really confused. I had no idea where she fit into this. Is she uber liberal because she's like really upset about the election but she said trigger warning yeah which to me that's a liberal thing and that was really funny by the way (laughs) they're clearly making fun of that because Mm -hmm. but anyway i i don't know i was just really confused by her character i'm interested to see where we go but they need to set a direction and stick to it because right now i'm just like i have no idea where this season is going i don't get what the point of this season is right now yeah so i'm hoping episode two gets us and starts pointing us into the direction of okay this is what the show wants to do you know yeah there's something to be said for unpredictability Mm -hmm. but when that's built through storytelling and not confusion yeah that's good yeah but that's not what's happening here Mm -hmm. i agree all right well let's move into hard knocks we are going to be talking about this season and i don't know if you I mean, it's a docu-series that, is, that took place, like, a week after the events actually took place. Yeah. So, if, I don't want to say spoiler warning, but, but spoiler it's, warning? It's Thursday right now. The finale aired this past Tuesday. You're listening to this on a Saturday or after. So, you probably know, especially since NFL kickoff is tonight. And if you care about that, you're going to be... You're yeah. going to keep up. So... <laughs> Spoiler warning? I guess. I don't know. Keep up with the news. <laughs> it basically is news. I mean, it's like... But it's Tampa Bay, so yeah, is it news? Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. So, spoiler warning if you want to consider that for this season of Hard Asterisk, Knocks. it's your fault if it's a spoiler, though. <laughs> yes. This isn't on us. Yes. And you know, I'm very, very conservative when it comes to spoilers, so... If I'm saying this shouldn't be considered a spoiler warning, it probably shouldn't be considered. I can get into the spoiler game. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. I don't spoil... But I like reading them. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the season. I want to ask you, what were your overall thoughts on this season of Hard Knocks? I thought it seemed more like a reality show than a documentary about football. Mm-hmm. Because they focused way too much on 
players in like the locker room or at home or just hanging out as opposed to in the film room or learning their offense or defense or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I thought there wasn't enough focus on the actual football for it to be considered a football show. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It didn't bother me as much. I think... I don't know. I I liked a lot of the people involved. Yeah. I didn't love like I wasn't like oh my god. I didn't come away from this going oh my gosh. Now I love this guy. I love Jameis Winston. Now. I mean yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I've always really liked Jameis Winston. Yeah. If there is one who my opinion of like as a person went up, it's Jameis Winston. Yeah. Joe McCoy. I knew. That I always he, loved him. I always loved him. I knew he was a funny guy, and of course they featured him. Chris Baker maybe. I mean, he was on the Redskins, yeah. so like I knew some stuff because my dad was a fan, but I didn't care too but, much. I mean, basically, the show is the Jameis Winston and Gerald McCoy show, basically. Yes. And a little bit of Mike Evans thrown in there. Yeah. And that's fine, I, but it, I wish they would have focused on maybe a couple more people. Mm-hmm. And you're right, maybe gone into a little bit more football stuff. Yeah. That didn't necessarily bother me as much. I think we were watching it in two different ways. I think yes. you were watching it like just as a TV fan. Yeah. Who also likes football. And I was watching it as a football guy who wants to see the X's and O's. Yeah. So I think that's where we're different. Okay. Where's, what do you think was the best season when it comes to that then? One of the earlier ones probably. Okay. I remember the Jets season was pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs was okay. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, that's the only season not narrated by Liev Schreiber. Yeah. It was Paul Rudd. I know. I, yeah. I do remember that. That's so random. I like it because he's a fan. <laughs> um just the earlier seasons where they actually cared more about football. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins was still good. I really like. Of course, I of like course that. you do. Yeah. But the Ravens way back in the day. Yeah. That was a really good one. But in recent memory, they focused more on home life and mm-hmm. people's backstory than the X's and O's. Yeah. And I, but I think that in their mind, that's what yeah makes the show. It's the characters, quote unquote, mm-hmm. on the show. So. And I get how that would be frustrating for, like, a hard, hardcore yeah. football fan. Now, my biggest thing with this season, I, again, I really liked it. I enjoyed the people on it. I didn't, like, come away, like, completely mind-blown or anything. It was fine. It was it was a good season. But my biggest problem, and it's not something that it's the show's fault. It's something that is just now with new NFL rules, this is the way. I think it lacked tension and stakes, for the most part, until the last episode. Yeah. Because now they don't do the mm-hmm. layered cuts. It's you like, can have 90 men up until the last day of the exactly. preseason. So you have to cut a bunch of people on that last episode. Mm-hmm. And that's problematic when you're dealing with a show like this. Because yep. instead of having a couple of episodes, at least two episodes, with where you're losing people that you have gotten to know, it's just all at once at the end. And I think that was the biggest problem for me with the show was... Because they didn't stagger them, it just, I didn't feel that until the very end. And then it becomes very obvious yeah. who they're going to cut because they're, they're showing us in that last episode, hey, get attached to this guy because he's about to get cut, basically. Um, so that's the biggest problem for me with this season. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel the weight of like, the impending cuts yeah. until the end. Like know? Bobo and Didi. Yeah. We weren't really introduced to them until either the next to last or the actual last yeah. episode. So I thought Didi was a good player. Yeah. I thought they should have kept him and not Bobo. Oh, yeah. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> if we want to get into like football reasons, we can. 
I, but, I mean, we can't... Okay, but, first of all, I just saw a lot more out of DD as a player. Yeah. I thought he could have made a roster. Mm-hmm. And Bobo has a bad attitude. The only reason they kept him on any level is because of his draft position. Yeah. Well, no, Bobo was undrafted. Oh, he wasn't? Yeah, he okay. was undrafted. They kept him because Jameis Winston played with him in college. Yeah. And he says, I like Bobo. Mm-hmm. But Bobo has a bad attitude. When you could see Didi was a good locker room guy, yeah. which is what I was mm-hmm. in my career. I was never a good player, but I was I was a good guy in the locker room. I was a guy you wanted to have. Yeah. I, 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 I was really frustrated by that, and it was like clear that there was definitely some bias in there. It just yeah. didn't make any sense. And especially with what happened mm-hmm. like with him going to, where did he go? He Miami. went back to Miami. Yeah. It's, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, what are you doing? And you can see the frustration, and I can't mm-hmm. believe they even gave him the time to come back. Yeah. But um, the other guy I didn't really like, I started liking him at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then towards the end I was just out on him, was uh, Jeremy McNichols. Yeah. That running back who played for Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's a good guy. He's a good player. And then towards the end, he was like, I'm just going to go to San Francisco. Which, yeah. it makes sense because they have less yeah. running back depth, mm-hmm. which means he has a better shot of getting on the roster there. Mm-hmm. But he knows the Buccaneers system. Yeah. And they actually liked him there. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even talk to the GM when he left. I know. Like, and that's see, that, just I bad. really did like the last episode. Of course, because the cuts are always yep. dramatic. But there was some extra stuff in there mm-hmm. with Bobo leaving and then that whole situation. And then McNichols making the decision he makes. You could, I loved seeing the coaching staff and the management yep. on the team just, like, frustrated. What, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, like you're not going to sign, but you showed up? Yeah, because we always hear about these players making just stupid bonehead decisions, mm-hmm. like going to Miami. Yeah. And then to see live, or not live, but, you know, to see the actual See it a week later. To see the reactions of these players. People mm-hmm. who are their bosses, like, what you did this? What? Um, I that was really good as well. Now, what did you think? One of the more popular scenes, one of the most talked about scenes, probably was the scene where Jameis Winston, I was it uh, Deshaun Jackson and McNichols, maybe was McNichols one? They were yeah, in their own in the hotel, room. hotel room. Yes, that's that what, was actually my favorite. Yeah, because they were actually focusing on football. Yeah, like a team. That was really cool to see to kind of see them going through the motions. They're in a hotel room. They have very limited space, and they're just mm-hmm. kind of mentally running through everything. That was really cool to see. Yep. And I get why you would want to see more of that. I, yeah. I'd love to see more of that too. So that that was really cool. What did you think? I mean, obviously, Jameis Winston's personality the shined. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> His personality shined in this. What did you think? What did, did your opinion of him as a football player change at all? It actually... I actually thought less of him. Oh, really? Watching him in practice because he'd be uh, short-arming balls mm-hmm. and missing reads and stuff. But he still performed well in the games, so it was really weird. I thought he was good... Not as good as you hear about. Because everyone's like, oh, he's lighting it up. This is going to be his year. And then you see him under-throwing like a 10-yard curl. Yeah. Which was frustrating. Mm-hmm. Which is why I didn't draft him in fantasy. Yeah. I. Um, it's funny because yeah. my opinion of him as a person, race, but my opinion as a of him player, as a football player, I was like, I would have taken Mariota number one. 
I think I think he has the potential because yeah. he clearly he's gets still going to be a great player. Yes, he clearly has the football. I think he does have the football IQ, and I think mm-hmm. he has the athletic traits. The problem is when it comes down to in the games, you still see him, and you can see yep. the coaching staff getting frustrated. He still just makes these boneheaded decisions, mm-hmm. like when in that first preseason game, I believe it is when he. Is about to get second. He just freaking throws the ball up. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That's just a horrible, horrible decision. Yeah, it's a good play to throw it away. Yeah, everyone will tell you that was the right decision, but just throwing it up in the air <laughs> is not what like, you're what looking you for. It's not what you're looking for. There. No. Um, and I, but also, I think it's fascinating because the coaching staff might be putting a little bit too much pressure on yeah. him as well. You see in the first episode, they're like, we need you to be an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady yeah. type. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he's still like a kid. Mm-hmm. Relax. I, I think he's the same age as us. Maybe like a year Maybe. older. I don't yeah, know. It's like, I wouldn't want that much yeah. pressure. But this me. plays into a hot take that I had. All right, well, I was going to save it for later, but it goes into it. I It actually may not be a hot take, but I think Dirk Cutter is a bad coach. Okay. Because he's in, he's in that meeting with Jameis saying, mm-hmm. we need you to be Aaron Rodgers. We need you to be Tom Brady. He said to him, you're the only person that can lose a game for us. You don't say that to players. That's not right. Yeah. That's putting too much pressure on them. And then in games when he's telling them, like, come on, that was a that sucked. He's You don't get on your players and make them feel bad. Because mm-hmm. then they're not going to play harder for you. Yeah. So I think I mean maybe he's a good coach X's and O's wise. We didn't see much. So, yeah, but yeah. Who who knows? That's in the air. <laughs> but I just don't think he's a good locker room guy. Mm-hmm. Like you'll hear about how Andy Reid's good in the locker room. Yeah. And Jim Harbaugh is a great coach in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel that from Dirk Cutter. Yeah. Which you can tell all his players respect him and think he's a good coach X's and O's. Mm-hmm. Just not a great guy to raise your spirits. Yeah. Which is why they should have kept Didi. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your least favorite aspect of this season of Hard Knocks? I think I would say how little they showed of O.J. Howard. Because he was the top tight end prospect in the draft. Mm-hmm. And all they showed was, I think he dropped one ball in practice. That's mm-hmm. what they showed. And then it was him trying to teach someone to swim and him hosting the rookie show. Yeah. I wanted to see him as a football player. Put him in the film room. Let me see him run routes. Or even that position battle with Cameron Bright. I mean, yeah. I would have loved to see that. I think that would go along along with the lack of cuts, which, again, mm-hmm. they can't really... There's not much they can do about that. But the lack of position battles featured yes. bothered me. And that was probably my least favorite mm-hmm. aspect was... We don't really get much of that. Yeah. And there's definitely... There's always position battles. The biggest one we got was... The like what third string? Or it was Riley Bulla and Cameron Lynch. Yes, that's for the fifth spot at the middle linebacker yeah, position. It's like that's the best. Like really? <laughs> that's that's the one we got. Really? Which that being said, <laughs> yeah, that means they had a lot of turnover or consistency from their starters uh-huh. and all that last year. They didn't have a lot of people leave, which is great for a football team, mm-hmm. but not for a TV show. Yeah. And I will say, in relation to the lack of position battles, it you wouldn't know that they had an offensive line. Mm-hmm. They didn't feature a single offensive no, lineman the really. entire yeah. show. Which, if you watch past shows, 
the offensive linemen are sometimes the most entertaining players. Mm-hmm. Which, like, to be fair, maybe um, they weren't. Maybe they yeah, were just not like Maybe this what they year was off. Yeah. Maybe it was a really boring O-line. Yeah. But, like, last year with the Rams, there's that one center. He mm-hmm. got cut, but he was entertaining. Yeah. With the tank tops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. They didn't feature that. Now, I and they didn't feature any punting. And <laughs> it's my favorite part of the game. The kicker battle was disappointing as well. We did get that was a good position battle, for, but, but that was only was two, like two episodes. episodes. Yeah, you're right. It, but and again, that's not that was only forty percent of the, the show. show's fault that they decided that quickly. And I wish they would have because remember, if you remember, right after Aguayo got cut in the next preseason game, Folk, Folk missed his missed extra point, an extra point. And I wish they would have focused in on that more. And they're like, they oh cut, man, they're just, like, just moved it on. Happened, and then that was it. So again, I think there were definitely some missteps this season. Overall, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, where, I mean, we don't have to rank all the seasons. I don't remember all the seasons. Exactly. Haven't there been like, what? There's been a lot. 16? But around where do you think this would go? Is it somewhere in the middle? Is it towards the lower half? Or? I think I'd put it in the middle. Yeah, I agree. Because it's not like as bad as the Falcons or Texans seasons. Yeah. But it's not as good as the Jets or Ravens. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it's just, it was okay. It was a fine season. It was fine. It um, filled the time between, you know, yeah, whatever ended in July, and <laughs> yeah, I don't tonight's game. Yeah, definitely. I which the Pats really. will win thirty-five seventeen. Okay, <laughs> I, I if that's right, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, uh, <laughs> the people will be listening to this after, but it's okay. We recorded this on Thursday before the game. That's why I now. said it like that. Okay, so that everyone would be like, "Whoa, he was right," or he was way <laughs> yeah. off. I really, I did like the season. I could have done with less Miko. I'll say that as mm-hmm. well. Um, Miko. This, I'll go ahead and say it. Go for it. This is an anti-Miko Grimes podcast. <laughs> Basically. I Doesn't she block you on Twitter? Yes, yeah, she blocked me I on Twitter. I tried to get her to block me. I have no idea why. I honestly. I tweeted at her calling her trash. <laughs> I don't, and she hasn't blocked me. I don't tweet at anybody like calling out celebrities no, or do. anything like that. I know you do. But well, my I, goal for the summer was to get blocked by LeBron. Yeah. That's just not something that I do at all. And I, I honestly, she blocked me and I have no I'm idea mad, why. I want to get, I want to start <laughs> getting blocked by celebrities. If you're a celebrity and you're listening to this, find me on Twitter at oldbob89 and block me. I'd love it. All right. Especially you, LeBron. All right. So let's move on now to... Last Chance You, the second season of Last Chance You, the Netflix documentary series that's I I love this show. It is one of the best things that Netflix puts on, in my opinion. It's no Marco Polo. <laughs> Did you ever watch Marco Polo at all? No. Me either. I just remember it came out our freshman year and everyone's like, this is terrible. It, yeah, it definitely flopped. Nobody really cared. Yeah. Uh, and it's it was no Sense Eight. At, at the time that's <laughs> another one. Uh, at the time it was their most expensive show, Marco Polo. Uh, Sense Eight does have its fans. People get really yeah. fired up about Sense Eight, which yeah. kind of drives me insane. They're like, bring it back, Netflix. It's hates no Frankie diversity. and Grace. It's like Netflix hates diversity, and it's like does no, it? They just remember Mahershala Ali was on House of Cards. <laughs> you know what? Never forget. You know what? Netflix just hates poor ratings, and I'm sorry nobody watched your show. <laughs> Netflix hates poor. Yeah. What? They do. <laughs> All right. So we are going to talk about Last Chance You. And Bob, you watched some of it. I watched half. Okay. And then got really busy, like packing for school yeah. and stuff, and then got to school. 
and never finished it. I was going to last night, but when I checked, it was like 1 a.m. I still had four episodes left. I had an 8.15. Uh-huh. So. What did you think of what you saw? I know you were a little uh, bit down on it. Yeah, and I think I saw a tweet earlier on when the show first came out for the season. Someone said, we were truly blessed with Ronald Ollie. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what we had. Yeah. I think he was just too entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, DJ Law was really frustrating. And who was it? John Franklin? Yes. He was entertaining. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot. It was just a more entertaining season last year with the players. And I, I don't agree think there are more interesting or more entertaining personalities yes. on the first season. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I don't think from what I saw, I don't think this team had a good work ethic at all. Because yeah. the coaches were always on them to work harder. I think that their overall the team's personalities did not jive with the head coaches. And I no. know you're not a huge fan of the coach, and that's fine. I liked him this season. I, I get it. I loved the D-line coach. Yes. That is a heck of a coach. Yes. I think overall the team did not respond to the coach's coaching style. Yes, that. which is bad when your whole team doesn't respond yes. to your coaching now, staff. There, there are some people who I'm sure were like, I like him as a coach, blah, blah, blah. But based on what we were shown, that's what I gathered. And I think yep. that was the problem. To me, it's not a work ethic thing. It's That's the issue. They just, they were not I think he just, responding. They didn't him. want to work for him yes. was probably the thing. And I think a lot of it could have been these players were like, hey, I watched Last Chance U last season. I'll go play for him. He's mm-hmm. They do well. And then they kind of thought, we'll be on Netflix. We'll just be stars. And I think they were expecting some kind of special treatment. Yeah. I Also, shout out Miss Wagner. Yes. She's definitely weird. We will talk about her because she is amazing. Uh, and that's probably the stronger aspect of the show was... To me, the relationship between her department, the academic side of mm-hmm. things, and the coaching staff side of things, this season they really kind of wanted to highlight the fact that there is a disconnect there. And I think that's part of the problem. And especially when you're in this weird situation where the players are mostly only there so they can move out and yeah. like move on. Which is such a weird position to be in as a school and as a football program. <laughs> you just you just know no one wants to be there. They're yeah. not going to try because they're just waiting to get out. Yeah. It's like don't expect someone to put a lot of effort into being in prison. <laughs> Fair enough. So there, there's definitely a lot of that. But let, let's talk about Miss Wagner. She is one of the most so. compelling... She's. I don't want to say character, but... She, I mean, is she is. the best person alive? <laughs> I, I won't go that far, but... We don't know. She is quite amazing. Her level of just, just caring about the students that mm-hmm. are put under her... Yes. It's just fascinating to me, and it... You didn't see this, like... You probably read about it, but they did highlight it at the end. She left the school yeah, and I saw she, that. she wanted, she, towards the end of the season, she started talking about like how she was trying to move on mm-hmm. and she has f- founded her own, her own company, I guess, where she's basically going to do this type of thing on a national level, yes. which is so, that's inspiring in the fact that she took the opportunity that this show gave her mm-hmm. and she's using it, but also just 
I mean, that, that just shows her drive and what, that she actually yeah. cares about what she was, and she wasn't putting on a show for the cameras because if she was, she would have used her fame from the show to go on and do something else. But she would have been the next Bachelorette. To go on and do the exact same thing on a bigger scale? She's truly making America great again. <laughs> okay. Like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Miss Wagner. Uh, I, I, I just really did... Uh, they definitely did try to focus in more on her because yeah. I think they knew. She they knew probably, everyone loved her. Well, yes. And she probably informed them early on that she was trying to move on. So yeah. they wanted to focus in on her. And honestly, I don't know if they have the show without her. I don't Because I don't know. will they have a third season? I think they'll get renewed. But... But will as many people watch? Yeah, and I think they will. They will it be as it. good? I I don't know. It's it's fascinating, and I I did really the football aspect of it is great. They they know how to film the football side yeah. of things, and they know how to film these games to where it's compelling. While they do that, personally, I'd prefer to see the all twenty two. What they show in the film room, yeah. but that's just me. I'm a football guy. Yeah, I. But I understand you're to gonna get, get viewers, a, yeah, you're gonna and have people to be entertained. You have to film it like people. a TV show or a exactly. movie. Uh, and the season overall was pretty compelling. Like what ends mm-hmm. up happening. So I, I really would highly recommend the show. It is so so good. I yeah. I really did love this season just because. I, the one thing I do, I definitely agree with you that the personalities are better from the players in the first season. I think they were able to focus more on the coaches this season, and that wasn't a bad thing. And then some of the events throughout throughout the season were a little bit more compelling than in the mm-hmm. first. Now, the end, obviously, the f- finale or the last couple episodes of last season are truly amazing just because of yeah. how absolutely insane it gets and what actually happens. It doesn't get that crazy in this season, but I think it's more consistently compelling throughout. Yeah, I will say I think the most interesting part to me was how they handled Isaiah Wright's concussion. Yes. I thought that was really cool. Yes. Because you don't... That's not something that if I was in charge mm -hmm. of a team, that's not something I'd let anyone film. Exactly. Because it's so taboo talking about concussions and how the league or a team or and the, players. the NCAA or whatever, like how that's handled. Mm-hmm. I, if I was in charge, yeah. I know I'm a huge truth guy, but I would hide that yeah. so much. It, I would bury it. Yeah. And it's, it was really interesting just to see how he's trying to not, like he just wants to get back in the game and play. Relatable. And then the coaches are... Some of them are saying, "Dude, you need to be honest with yeah. us." And then some of them are like, "When is he getting back? Like, has he yeah. been, like?" And that's it, it. Just shows the complexity of the situation. Mm-hmm. Then there's the doctor side of thing, and then there's Miss Wagner, who is basically saying the same thing that most rational non-football playing humans are saying. It's like, "Dude, calm down. Like, you yeah. need to get this right before you go back and bang your head against something yeah. again." Like back when I was playing, I'd have been just like him. I'd been trying to play with the concussion. I I did hide concussions. I'll, you can probably tell. <laughs> but now, I'm I haven't played a game in three almost four years. Obviously, don't hide a concussion. So, yes, yeah, we know how idea. bad that is. Yeah. Ah man, it, it, you're right. That was a really cool part of the show, and especially he has an arc throughout the season too because. Mm-hmm. 
he starts out really, really well, and he's making highlight plays. He's on what Sports Center, I believe. I think so, yeah. And then he has the concussion issue, and he comes back from that, and he's good, but not as good. There's just it's such an interesting arc with him, and how that wraps up. And I believe his girlfriend was pregnant, but then they ended up, spoiler alert, losing the baby. Oh, God. So, it, it, he has such a fascinating arc, and I think that, again, there's just so much throughout the season that kept me invested. I ended up really liking this season. I'd probably say the first season is better, yeah. maybe, but it's to me, it's really close. Mm-hmm. I know not everybody's going to agree with that. I don't think Bob does, but you haven't finished it, to be fair. That's true. So... I, I will say I like the, the show, quarterback better it. this season. Yes, he he was really good. Too. He was a good player, and he was a really good leader. Yes, which is odd considering his past. I know, and there was there was a lot of complexity with that stuff. too. I really liked how they just dealt with that head on. Yeah, they, and there was like a couple of situations like that mm-hmm. where there's one guy was a robbery or something yep. like he was there. That was the reason he was there, and then obviously the video of the other of mm-hmm. was that the quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, so there's there's the video of that, and they they show that, and then to still have him be be someone that you're kind of drawn to is pretty impressive for the show that they were yeah. able to pull that off, and I think it was a good idea, like you said, to address it head on and kind of just put it out there, so it's not something that's like where news outlets are going, hey, remember that person that you liked on this show? Well, this is what they did, and they it's were like, just like, no, well, this is what he all, did, but he's a human yeah. being. They're at East Mississippi Community College. There's no other reason for them to be there instead of Florida State. Yeah. Where, let's be honest, like most of these players, it seems like they're coming from Florida State. (laughs) There are quite a few, yeah. Florida State is recruiting some questionable people. If like every (laughs) single one is like, I'm DeAndre Johnson. I used to be committed to Florida State. I used to be committed to Florida State. It's like they could fill an NFL roster with former Seminoles. So let's take a look at Jimbo Fisher's recruiting. Yeah. Maybe. That's a documentary I want to see. Oh, man. Uh, so that is definitely... Do you think he commits crimes with them no. to get them on the team? That'd be a heck of a recruiting plan. That would be interesting. I'd do it. All right. Uh, so we, I think we both, even if you're not as big of a fan of season two, if you haven't watched the show at all... Watch the show. You're a nerd, it and is, you're missing out. It's one of Netflix's best shows that they have put out mm-hmm. there. So I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, all right. Well, I think we've talked about quite... I mean, we talked yeah. about Hard Knocks. We talked about Last Chance You. We even got some American, American spooky Horror story. story in there. Um, so, Bob... You want to do a recommendation? Do you have a recommendation? I do. You've been out a while. I mean, got a couple of things. I know you do want to. You have something yeah. to say. Do you yeah. want to do that? This first? is a good segue. All right, from the it. Netflix yeah. show. Um, I'm here to publicly disavow the Netflix revival of the Magic School Bus. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but I sure did. Uh, they're rebooting it with a new Miss Frizzle. It's her younger sister, which hmm. She's a lot younger. Not really sure how that's going. If it was like her daughter, that makes sense. The timeline, uh, it's a little iffy to me. Uh, the animation is garbage. I really don't like it. <sighs> they don't have Ralphie or any of the original characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be their characters' kids. That'd be a little weird. None of them moved away. <laughs> but it doesn't look good. And then they had Lin-Manuel Miranda redo the theme song. Which, don't get me wrong, huge fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda. 
I pirated uh, Hamilton on YouTube, uh, and I saw Moana, but I don't need that theme song redone. Like when they redid the Fuller House theme song. No one wanted Carly Rae Jepsen ruining that classic. So I'm here to publicly disavow the Magic School Bus on Netflix. If anyone would like to join me, please use the hashtag not a magic i i haven't figured it out but just follow me and you'll know when i've come up with it it's in i'm working on it with eli right now What about not my magic school bus i did that one Mm -hmm. it's pretty long though yeah i'm trying to find something more clever yeah just stick with me i'll get there just follow me at old bob 89 and i'll let you know okay so so recommendations yeah recommendations i have two all right. The first ahead. is the original Magic School Bus. It's a okay. great learning time. And second would be Bates Motel. Okay. Uh, I started it over the summer mm-hmm. with my mom, and we'd watch like a season a day. And we're like, yeah, we're going to finish this. It's only five seasons. It's already off the air. Then we found out the fifth season wasn't on Netflix yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm still waiting on that one. But I highly recommend it. It gets creepier as it goes on. So if you're not into that, maybe something else. <laughs> But extremely creepy, gets weirder, weirder, and even darker as it goes on. So I highly recommend that. All right. My recommendation is going to be a movie that I watched before, and I started watching it last night. I didn't get to finish it just because I got really tired. Jingle all the way? Still tired. Um, No, it is not Jingle all the way. And I was in the mood for it because it was... It, I mean, it's horror, so if you're not a horror fan, sorry. I'm trying to think of what it is in my head. Yeah, I don't think you're going to come up with it. Have I seen it? I don't know. What is it? Wes Craven's New Nightmare. No. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and if you're like, oh, it's a stupid slasher movie, okay, yeah, it's a slasher movie. Now, is it a bad slasher movie? No, it's actually one of the better slasher movies, and it is... This movie is meta, and it is meta before. It was meta before meta was even Wait, a term. I think I watched this with. Did you? You, you watched it last year. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Okay, it's yeah, so good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty good. Basically, it's about. It's a Freddy movie, right? But it takes place in a world where they've made Freddy movies. So it's just so fascinating that they were like that. This is the idea Wes Craven came up with to continue on the Freddy franchise. You know, it's to okay, let's put it, set it in a world where we've made these movies, and Freddy is a thing that comes from the movies. You know, it's just it's so fascinating and it's really cool in that aspect. And it's also it's got some pretty tense moments. Now, mind you, it gets really weird at the end. Really weird at the end. But it is pretty good, and it's one of the better Freddy movies, I would say. For our Spanish listeners out there, muy bueno. (laughs) So I would recommend that. And, yes, I was in a bit of a horror mood last night because I'm really looking forward to It this weekend. Yeah, And I'm sure Ozzy is devastated that he cannot see It this weekend because of the hurricane. Uh, (laughs) My favorite thing that's been going on is the people tying the balloons to, like, sewer grates. Yeah. Eli and I looked into getting a helium tank. Oh it's only 20 bucks at Walmart. Yeah. So we're really thinking about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, Bob. no problem. It was... I was born for this. <laughs> it was great having you on again. And I'm sure we'll try to get you back on at some, t- some point soon. 
We're, there, there's a lot of stuff still to come out this year, so I'm sure we'll have another opportunity. I got movie pass, on. so true. We'll, we we never know what happens. Oh, man, did you? Apparently, that they were they were so overwhelmed with my card got to my house. Oh, like Wednesday. Okay. So, or maybe Tuesday. See, that's interesting. When did because you order it? I ordered it the day they like announced. Okay. So, See, and it said yeah. five to seven days. So I was like, oh, I'll get it before I go back to school. Mm-hmm. And it just got here. Yeah. And so my mom sent it, but I'm not going to get in time to see it. Yeah. They, they've been so overwhelmed with, like, orders. Uh, yeah. Jesse ordered it. Jesse, who is my roommate and also a member of this team. And his lover. Uh, no. <laughs> um, he, he ordered it, like, a week or so ago. And they just sent him an email saying, sorry to anyone who's ordered it recently. There's, like, a two to three week delay. Yeah, that happened to Lou. Yeah. Because we got to school. He's like, hey, what's this thing about movie pass? We're like, dude, just get it. <laughs> and so he's still waiting. Yeah. And that, that I mean, it's it's understandable. I'm sure... Well, it's understandable in the sense that I'm sure they got a lot of orders. But at the same time, it's like... You, you had to expect that this you're was dropping happen. it from, what, $30 to, to 10 <laughs> Yeah. Like... You had to know this. You was have happen. to know millions of oh people are going to take advantage of this. Yeah, it, it was. It, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, come on, you, you got so it. You had. You couldn't have thought everything will stay the same. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, yep. and th- thank you to everyone for listening. And again, I put this out on social media, but bear with us in this in the next week or so as we kind of will have a pretty erratic schedule. I'm not quite sure when this episode actually going to come out. It might be Friday. Maybe I'll just release it early. And I think that's what the people want. Yeah, and then they we'll find have, out old Bob's back. <laughs> we'll probably have a Saturday episode as well. Uh, again, I don't quite know the schedule, but we will figure it out as we go and I will keep people updated. So thank you for listening and thank you for downloading and subscribing and all that. Make sure you share the podcast everywhere. Tell a friend, you know, tell two friends, tell three friends, tell as many friends as possible. Uh, in honor of Bob, our former head of marketing. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this. <laughs> you can go ahead and uh, find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Don't forget to subscribe to that. You can also follow at ScreenFellows on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook.com slash ScreenFellows. And don't forget to check out the website, ScreenFellows.com, for written reviews just about every week. All right. Um, Bob, where can people find you? You can on find me media? on Twitter and Instagram at OldBob89. I consolidated and made it the same. Good. So it wasn't confusing. So definitely follow me there. My Twitter game has gotten very strong over the summer. It has. definitely can gonna... confirm. Confirmed. <laughs> all right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. And like Bob said, all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel. Again, that's kind of on a little bit of a hiatus just because of all the. We're going to blame Miles. Stuff. It's Miles' fault. Yeah, if Miles was still around, we'd still have content. I'm going to blame him, and then I'm going to text him about it. I will say this, though, when it comes to the YouTube channel. Be prepared, because in October, I believe, we are going to start releasing a Star Wars-related YouTube video every week up until the release of The Last Jedi. This is news to me, and guess what, guys? I have chills, so get excited for that. (laughs) I'm assuming Jesse's involved. Oh, yeah, we've got... And he's very good at Star Wars. We have tons of videos already kind of loaded up that Jesse's working on. He's going to have a lineup ready to go for when we get to that date in October, and he's just going to start releasing stuff once a week. It'll be a good time, so keep your eye out for that. And also, the website, Rana does great stuff over there, screenfellas.com. Yep, Zach keeps it very updated. Miles and I are still on it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely...
accidentally mentioned that to Zach. I said it to him, too. Yeah. Anyway. You should probably take us off. He's like, oh, yeah, I will. (laughs) So, anyway, make sure you check out the website. Thank you, guys, and we will see you next time. This is ScreenFellows. Dab on the haters. Peace.